On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Paige Chilson from Handle New York. A uh, really cool brand, but uh, the part of the conversation that I think you guys are going to get the most out of, and it was really the majority of the conversation, was uh, when we started talking about data and we talked about qualitative versus quantitative data. Don't fall asleep yet. We go in and explain what those two types of data mean uh, and why it's so important to have both of them. I actually I think about data in a different way after this conversation, and I hope you guys do too. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially i am here with paige chilson from handle page welcome to secrets to scale in your e-commerce brand Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, it's so nice to have you all the way from Boston, even though in your name is New York. It's this confusing yeah. sort of thing. Boston, New York, they're not the same city. <laughs> they are not. No. Uh, At odds most times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine. So tell everyone who does not know you, which is probably the majority of the audience here, who you are and what you do. Sure, sure. So I'm Paige Chilson with Handle New York. I'm the VP of e-commerce and marketing. So that is all things digital for the Handle brand. So if you don't know Handle, Handle is a fashion phone accessory business. Think of it like an adult pop socket, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. And yeah. So we really started, and this is sort of how we get our, our handle New York namesake. We were founded by artist Alan Hirsch, who is from New York City, uh, still lives there now, and the rest of the team is here in Boston. So he started this business as he was painting. He was trying to hold up his phone and was really fumbling over it and ended up making the first handle out of popsicle stick. There's an awesome photo on our, our website, if you're curious, where it's got the, you know, the popsicle sticks, very, very original there. Um, oh, awesome. so, yeah, yeah. And so over time, um, that developed into lots of different iterations, um, mainly with a, a phone case that included what is now our, our phone grip and stand and lots of fits and starts, of course. And over time, uh, our CEO, Brad Safeyman, helped reimagine the product into the handle stick, which is our core product right now. The best part about this is if you get a new phone, you can change it out, um, works with any device, offers a both a grip as well as a kickstand functionality. So it's a great product. Um, like I said, uh, an adult pop, thick pop socket, if you will. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, that gives us a really good idea of sort of what you guys are doing right now. I think what we're really interested in and something that I talked to you about and something we really haven't talked much about on this podcast is your particular role. So first of all, you know, you're in a five person company, you run digital as people know out there who are listening to this or who are still in that sort of phase right now. And there's probably a lot of people out there. You're handling a lot of stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am handling a lot of stuff. <laughs> 
what I'd like to know is there's one question before we really get into what the meat and that to me is going to be data. Before that, how do you decide, how do you prioritize what matters? Yes. So that's a great question. I think, you know, thinking about the customer first is always how I prioritize, right? So I could be in lots of different areas at once. When I first get in, the first thing I do, check in on my customer. So that means making sure that I've answered any questions, whether that be on our, our site chat or within our social media channels, our email channels, and the customer always comes first. So I prioritize that mostly by making it the first thing I do every single day. The second is making sure that I'm checking in on all of the data points, the key data points that I need to see performing well. So do we bring in uh, the traffic expected? Are our ads performing to where we uh, would like them to be? Is there anything that we need to really zoom in on during the day and make sure that it's fixed? Those are sort of the two biggest things that I start with. And then of course, there's always small tasks in between. Always. Let's talk about data, right? We talk about KPIs, key performance indicators on here all the time. But what I'd really like to know is what are those data points that matter to you? I think a lot of people don't know data, right? They they don't have an idea of even what's important, right? They'll look at a spreadsheet or whatever, look at some Facebook ad, you know, returns and be like, oh, I guess that's good. What are you focusing on? Let's talk about your three favorite data points from an e-commerce perspective. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my biggest focus is always making sure that the funnel is flowing, right? Are we bringing enough people into our site? That's critical, right? Because that means means all of the work you're doing in all of these other channels is working, right? It's a great way to say, what do I need to focus on? So making sure that that top line of the funnel is really flowing, you're getting a lot of traffic coming in. Um, the next is how is that traffic doing, right? Again, checking in with the customer. Are they staying for a long time? Are they staying for multiple pages? Are yeah. they bouncing really quickly? You know, are you giving them an experience that is having them answering their question, getting them to stay longer? And of course, converting, right? You know, we in e-commerce, we, we love <laughs> conversion rates is a big focus for everybody. But knowing those two pieces of the funnel first, understanding your customer, that you have customers coming in, but also that they are engaging in their time with you is going to lead to that positive conversion rate. Those are sort of the three main things that I'm focused on, at least from a funnel perspective. The other is qualitative data, right? Sure. I mentioned, you know, customer first, you know, I love to talk to customers one-on-one. I actually, uh, if anybody is interested and, and joins, goes to handlenewyork.com handle um, and you message or chat, you will find me. Oh, that's <laughs> um, great. Anna. There's half an hour right now where people are not going to be able to get yes. a hold of you unless <laughs> yeah, you're going to uh, chat while we talk. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll get a notification, but they have some nice holder moments, but I'll get to you as soon as I can. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, using that qualitative data helps for so many reasons, right? Because people will reach out when something is incorrect or wrong, or they have questions. And being able to have that one-to-one -one qualitative data helps me color in some of those funnel metric, right? So maybe we're starting to see people spend a lot of time on a product page. Yeah. And maybe, you know, sometimes that's not always a good thing, right? Could it actually be that we're not answering some question of theirs on that mm. page? Which is why I love to kind to pop in and out of this quantitative to qualitative data and really engage with the customer. Do you understand how to put it in stand mode? 
huge question we get all the time, right? And as soon as it clicks in somebody's head or they get a chance to watch our how to apply video, how to apply and use, they're like, oh, great. <laughs> That's so silly. I couldn't do that, right? Yeah. So a lot of the information that customers provide to us is critical in understanding the numbers, right? I think we get so stuck, especially in performance marketing. Okay, you know, numbers are adding up, numbers are adding up, but are you actually listening to your customer and using that information to improve those numbers? That's great. We actually just, uh, not exactly sure where we're at timeline-wise, but we just recorded an episode that just talked all about stop focusing on return on ad spend. You know, mm. everyone is just ROAS, ROAS, ROAS all yeah. the time, right? And that is not necessarily always the best KPI, right? That's just one KPI and that's telling you one thing. And there's so many other data points that are going to tell you other things. I love qualitative data. I love asking customers for that data. Uh, I really do believe that that's been the growth of all the brands that we own is through that, through actually listening to people, right? So that right. You, you know what they're saying. So I am like all on board on this. After that, so the beginning of your day, you're looking at the funnel, right? You're looking to see like, okay, this is how many customers have come in. Is everything kind of running smoothly, right? Mm -hmm. When you're trying to make big leverage decisions, what sort of data are you looking at for that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think understanding what it is that you need to solve first and foremost, right? So we were trying to figure out, folks weren't adapting to our uh, customization tool very well, right? We launched this customization tool back in July and we continuously just didn't really see the performance that we were anticipating, right? Our qualitative data was saying lots of people on social media reaching out saying, hey, I would love to customize this and, and put my dog on my handle, right? I want yeah. to do my own design. And so we took a step back and said, okay, well, of course, let's do the metric check, right? We go through the funnel. Are we getting enough traffic to that page? Yep. Getting qu quite a bit of traffic. Yep. People are spending time on it. Okay. It's probably a good thing when they're customizing, right? Because we want to give them an opportunity to actually create their product. Yeah. Uh, but the conversion rate wasn't there. So, you know, one of the things we looked at was let's run an A-B test to actually see if we change something about this process, can we get them to convert, right? Can we, can we get them over the threshold? So we did a test to see if we change changed out because originally we had two different buttons. One of them said buy now, the other said design. Um, so we actually removed that buy now as our as our A as our A and yeah. B, we kept it the same as a control. And you know, we couldn't believe once we ran that for two and a half weeks, we were able to get a read and we're like, yep. All we needed to do was to remove that button. The conversion rates, I think it, it really changed that whole product experience. And so I think taking a moment to also say, what are the things that are not necessarily going to show up in that data necessarily, but running those tests just to see if we made that adjust. Can we try out these sort of smaller micro moments within the process and test them out, see if people engage with them? I think that's a, a huge step in, in uh, making those decisions around, hey, do we actually keep Keep this product or do we actually move on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it because you can't just have like self-reported data, right? Right. You can't just ask people like, Hey, do you guys want to buy this? And right. 35,000 people say yes. Until they actually right. buy it, they haven't told you whether they want it or not. It's wonderful as a first step, right? But after that, actually having them purchase is really the step right. that's going to tell you whether they want it or not.
<laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. I am, this is, uh, if you guys are listening in order, I mean, we have a billion episodes right now. I'm doing live reads of ads, guys. So I'm trying to make them as enjoyable as possible instead of just inserting ads into the middle here like we've done in the past. We had complaints that are like, that was so awkward. Why did you just awkwardly put it in there? So now I have like a two minute preamble telling you about the ad and then it's a 30 second ad and then I'm gonna just go ahead on. So I hope everyone's uh, okay with that. If you're not, you can hit 30 seconds ahead and I'm not gonna be offended, but I'll let you know, I'm gonna put my best radio voice on for this. So uh, today's episode is brought to you by the e-commerce executive mastermind. Imagine having a board of trusted advisors that you can call on anytime you need to make a big decision. That's what the e-commerce executives mastermind is. It's a group of seven and eight figure e-commerce store owners and executives who have solved the problems that you are having and want to share the solutions with one another. As a brand owner, this group has been invaluable to my success and it's going to continue to be uh, invaluable for years to come. The ideas and strategies that I've learned from our mastermind meetings and expert strategy sessions have taken my brands to the next level. If you want to learn more, and see if you're a fit for us, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash mastermind. Now we have a couple more things to talk about. It wasn't that awkward, was it? <laughs> I'm so glad this is my podcast that, you know, I'm the only person who can really get mad at myself. I guess my team can too, but awesome. So I really think this is a great conversation around data. I'm going to ask you the question I ask all of our guests, and, and I'm assuming that I kind of already got the answer, but I'd like to hear it even more. What is your secret to scaling? Sure. Yeah. So it's all about data for me. And I think valuing all sorts of data and being open to it across the board, right? I think sometimes we think about data as just those numbers, right? And so making sure that you are using the qualitative and quantitative, which I just continue to hit on, right? Yeah. Um, it's so important to be listening, right? It's sort of our digital way of listening to our customers. And if I were to do one thing, and I started to do this at every single role or every single company that I've been a part of, you have to start with gathering data and understanding your data. So um, when I joined Handle back in February, that was the first thing I did. I needed to understand what data did we have and what didn't we have and make sure that that was the first thing that we did, um, because you really can't make any decision without that data, both qualitative and quantitative. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. I, I'm going to ask a follow-up question to that. If you were to put a percentage on which portion of data is more important, what would that percentage skew be? Yeah. So I always think of it as your quantitative data is going to give you, it's sort of a reducing function, right? It shows you which questions you need to be asking from a qualitative mm. standpoint. I so love that. I, yes, I would give it 80% your focus because not only can you dive into each little area and find those questions, but you can also use that to better understand when someone does come to you and says something, right? I already know that, right? I already had that inkling. I saw the conversion rates on that customization tool weren't great. And then this customer is reaching out to me and saying, I can't figure out how to use this tool or mm. how do I buy this? How do I do this? Right. So, you know, that's probably the 80, 20 role on, on that for me. Awesome. Awesome. That's great stuff. This has been such a fun conversation. I'm going to move on to our lightning round here. Sure. Um, I really love that we focused in on this data. I'm going to go back and listen to this one again. I love thinking about those two different types of data. A lot of people do just think, you know, it's just that whatever I can see, like they'll get this high-end tool, like Hyros or something, right? And be like, oh my gosh, okay. We can see the click from here to here to here to right. here. 
Right. Remember, those are all humans clicking and swiping and thinking and changing their babies and doing all these things, you know, talking. I was going to say yelling at their kids, talking nicely <laughs> to their kids. Probably now, yeah, probably now. I'll talk a bit more. Yeah. Uh, so I love humanizing the data, right? Yeah. The data does not lie, but at the same time, you can kind of make it say whatever you want until you get that, until you kind of dress it up in a skin suit. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, I really hope that uh, our social media people take that quote from today's podcast episode. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, I'm going to ask you uh, we're moving on to our lightning round here. These are, for me, some of the biggest wins sometimes for actually figuring out what is making a difference right now. So, what is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Oh, great question. This one's tough. So I love Privy, not only because- Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. I know that's kind of controversial. Some people are anti-pop-up and anti-this, but I think their platform is great. And it's actually allowed us to do a lot of different types of testing as well as to break into that, you know, SMS world. So yeah, I love, I love Privy. Also they're- Aren't they based in Boston? They are, yeah. Well, yeah. Bostonites tend to stay together on that type of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys have yeah. a huge software hub over there too, right? Yeah. Speaking of hub, isn't HubSpot out of Boston too? HubSpot, yep, yep. HubSpot. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. I followed I followed Dave Gerhardt for a long time on LinkedIn. And so seeing him move over to the CMO of Privy, I was like, well, I might actually even use this yeah. tool. I, there's yeah. got to be something if he's doing it, so. Yeah, and their customer service is exceptional as well too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great. We'll make sure to put a link in the show notes for that. Favorite podcast or audiobook, or or you can say both. Yeah, um, I'll do both. So I love to listen to things that have absolutely nothing to do with my day to day just to, to bounce awesome. out. So Armchair Expert by Dax Shepard is yeah. one of my favorites right now brings on lots of different people, really interesting conversation, definitely worth a, a listen. And then on the audiobook, um, Aesthetic Intelligence, incredible book about how brands use design and use their understanding of design to improve their products and create a, a company around exceptional design. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. That's great stuff. That's wonderful. I got one more question for you. This is maybe the toughest one. If you had an hour uh, with anybody who's alive to have some beer, wine, coffee, tea, whatever you guys do in Boston there, could be water. I don't know. Who would it be? Great question. Elizabeth Warren, hundred percent. Elizabeth Warren, like the Senator or the, uh, is she a Senator? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm Canadian and I know your politics. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. She, yeah. uh, She, a former presidential candidate, um, Massachusetts Senator, just an incredible speaker. And I think she thinks things through very deeply and I appreciate that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Who played her on SNL again? Somebody I think was... that was probably Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Playing, was, playing Kate nearly McKinnon. everyone, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know how Kate McKinnon, I'm going to put Kate McKinnon as my answer this week, okay? Because I, I don't get how no, she I can wish play... I said that. <laughs> I don't know how she can play all these different characters on SNL and just yeah, be yeah. like amazing. Yeah. And then I, I yeah. saw her with uh, Jerry Seinfeld on um, Comedians in Cars. And I didn't yeah. find her funny. I was like, she's so out there right that she was it was like her and jerry just couldn't connect somehow yeah uh, yeah yeah, she's a funny yeah person man so outside of my e-commerce world i'm a huge comedy stand-up fiend i love it i like it's just something i've done since i was younger i'm like absorb as much as possible so i firmly believe that there are actors who are great at improv right? They're, they're hilarious and improv in person. Couldn't make you laugh if they tried. Yeah. Um, and then there's stand-up comedians, which who I think in person, they just blend their entire comedy across their life. So 
Yeah, great. I love that thought. That's yeah. another great thought from this episode. Where can people find out more about you and more about Handle? Sure. Yeah. So you can visit us at uh, handlenewyork.com. Um, you can also find us on our Handle New York social channels, um, mostly on Instagram. Um, we're also on TikTok if you are joining that platform. Um, for me personally, you can always reach out via LinkedIn. I also am starting my own e-commerce dropship company called The Last Page. Um, so you can find us at lastpg.com or the.lastlastpg on Instagram. Awesome. Can you just yeah. give a quick little plug of what that, that sure. company is? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. So um, the last page was inspired out of, I personally am very finicky about anything I purchase for apparel or my home, very particular about textures, styles, colors. And so really wanted a space that I could play around, find some really great products that I love that, you know, passed my test, ah, but that nice. others uh, would love as well. So also just a great place to play in the aesthetic realm and sort of play around with that um, and establish kind of my own version of uh, some of the other brands we see out there today. So kind of my place to play. Cool. I love it. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate yeah. your time. And I think people will get a lot out of this. Yeah. Great. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.